fancy youth service is supposed to not be so fancy, just so you guys know that. Remember Friday night youth service, 7.30. And if you are on the youth staff or the youth committee, could you raise your hand? Raise your hand. You see these people that are around here, youth staff, youth committee. Look at this. These are the people dedicated to our young people. They are dedicated to seeing the young people in McCormick's Creek Church grow, and I am excited about that. I am excited. We've got young people on there working. We've got our youth staff. It's growing. We're doing good things, and I, I am so very, very excited about that. So, let's get started. You guys tired of standing up? You can sit down. Now you can stand back up. It's youth service. That was a joke. Brother Bob up here, man. You guys on fire for God. I appreciate him. Appreciate my wife wherever she is. She is um, praying for a youth group. She is interceding for a youth group for the young people of this church, and she's got a passion and a desire for prayer. If you can ever do anything, that's the one thing that you can get a hold of is prayer. You'll get it made. It doesn't matter about anything else. If you can pray, God will do the rest. So I'm going to to preach tonight. If you would turn to. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Once again, that's Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Very familiar passage of Scripture. A very powerful passage of Scripture. And the Bible says, Now faith, everybody say faith. faith. Say it again, faith. faith. All right is the substance of things hoped for. How many in here have ever hoped for something? You've, you've wanted something. Okay. That's, you, you're hoping for it. Substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So what that scripture is saying is faith is the substance of what we hope for without any proof that we'll ever get it. That we'll ever get it. Let's go before God and pray. And let's ask God to be in this service. Let's let's have His Spirit move in us. In the name of Jesus, we come before you right now, God, and I am asking that your Spirit move in our hearts, God. Move in our lives, God, that we open ourselves up to you, that we have worshipped you for this last hour, God, and given you glory and praise. And now that you will fulfill, God, that which is in your word, God, that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Jesus. I pray now faith be loosed in this congregation, God, that faith will be loosed right now, God, that we can expect great things from you, God, that we will believe in you to a greater extent than we have thus far, God. I pray now by your power, by your authority, Jesus, that this will be so. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everybody clap your hands to Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I'm going to talk tonight, and this is the title, When Expectation Meets Potential. When expectation meets potential. Now, if I could get some help from my friends behind me. Throw that. Throw it. 
How many expected that to happen? I didn't think anybody came to church today and expected somebody to get a box of sour Skittles thrown at their head. How many expected candy to get thrown out? Look at that. How many, how many expected this? Over here? Way over here? Look at that. How many expected? Way in the back? We got some people in the back? Whoa! Huh? Way in the back. Rob wants some. Right there to you, buddy. And the anointing of God... The anointing of God. The anointing of God. (laughs) Anointing right there. There you go. You guys are up here. There you go. Have some anointing. Okay. Now, I want to know what young person expected to get candy tonight. You did? Did you get any? Yeah. Oh, you didn't get candy. Here you go, right there. That name, there you go. She didn't get it, but it, she expected to get it. Oh, buddy, you want some? You want this? Too bad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Expectation. When expectation meets potential. Okay. Now, who in here, who in here really likes football? Who in here really likes football? Okay. Look at all these guys. Okay, I mean, who likes football? Okay. All right. Now, look at these. Hold on. I'm making an example. I'm making a. I'm making an example. You ready? It's youth revival. Sorry, sis. <laughs> You're a couple years too late. (laughs) All right, now, you guys, look at this expectation. Are you looking at this expectation? Look at these young, look at these, look at these guys. You ain't even a youth group, Samuel. Sit down. Come on. Look at this. It's just exciting. Who likes football? You guys are, you're excited about this football that I'm standing right, that's in my hands. How many even like the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah. You see that? So expectation of getting this. I'm really not giving. This thing costs $15. I'm not going to give this away. $15. You really want this, don't you? It's too bad he went away. I was almost going to give it to him. So, so expectation is what I'm saying is, is there are some people that expect from God. And this, this is an example of just a silly foam football. I mean, it's nothing special, but people got excited when I said, who liked football and who wanted this football? Your expectation got high, didn't it? Look, he's still going at it, man. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going to stop till I get that football. You see what I'm saying? Expectation. And so what happens with expectation is that when you come into a church service, you can come in and you can act like these young people do right here and say, Oh God, give me the football. 
God, you give me the football, and I'll just take off with it. Look, at there he is again. He came back. <laughs> said, God, this, this football right here, this, this football, I want that football. And if you give that football to me, <laughs> if you give that football to me, then, God, I'm going to take off with that football. I mean, I'm just going to run with it, God. I'm going to score a touchdown. You give me that football. Or you can come in here, and you can kind of be like, yeah, there's a football, but I don't expect to get it. I don't expect in any way, shape, or form to really receive the football. Because maybe I'm not a good catcher. Or maybe I'm really not the best running back. Maybe my looks are a lot better than my playing skills. But then you also have the choice. If you really want the football, if you're excited about the football, then, then you, you, will, you will really desire to get it. And if God was the football, then we would all be acting like these kids are still acting. Look at this. If they prayed that long for the Holy Ghost, they'd already have it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Expectation. Even my son's over there. Look at him. He's saying, give me that football, Dad. You want that football, don't you? You're my son. You can't have the football. I'm sorry. I'd be favoritism. Okay? So expectation. 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 If you want to expect something from God, then, then you, have to, you have to want it. You have to desire it. You have to think about it beforehand. I know that there are plays in footballs, and these plays that they make up, I guarantee that the, the running back and the wide receivers that catch this football and the guy that throws the football, he's a quarterback, right? I'm just kidding. I know what a quarterback is. And, and this quarterback, that they are there, and they don't, they don't just walk onto the field not knowing what one of their plays are. But they, they, they learn those plays, and they expect to win. They expect to win. They expect to conquer whoever the team is. He's still up here. Every time I walk over here. You really... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So expectation has to be built. Now, if you ever want anything from God, if you ever want anything from God, you have to expect it from Him. What is faith? Faith is the evidence of, or the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If we can go crazy over something that we can't see, how much more crazy should we go over something that we're not able to see? Something that isn't really there. But you know what? We begin to speak those things into existence, saying, you know what, God? I expect you to do this for me. I expect to see your presence. I expect you to lead me. I expect you to guide me. I, I, I want my footsteps to be in your path. And God, that's my expectation. That's my expectation. No, he doesn't have to run. Goes good with his shirt. Yeah. It's cool. So you guys, you guys like, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's got fish bones. It's a fishing hat for girls. Check that out. Fishing hat for girls. And you expect something. You look at all these girls. 
Well, if you want it, you're just going to have to get it. <laughs> you better give that up. <laughs> Expectation. Expectation. is Without expectation, you will never receive anything from God. You must have expectation in your life that God is real, God is huge, God can do anything. That song that the that GP were doing says, is God, is God too big for anything? Can He not do anything? He's God. So expectation has to be built. Expectation has to be grown. We in our mind have to change the mindset that we have. We're not just coming to church. We are coming to expect something from God. We are coming here to say, God, you're more than anything, and I expect something from you tonight. I expect you to do mighty, mighty things in my life. I expect somebody to be at the altar. I expect somebody to receive the Holy Ghost. I expect healing in someone, deliverance in someone, emotion healing in someone if people I expect somebody to be forgiven of sins that they did this week I expect that to take place expect it expect it that's for the little guy right there he's crying now part of faith is to expect something actually oh I already said that sorry moving on We believe in God, and yes, it takes faith. When we receive the Holy Ghost, we must expect it to happen. I've never seen anybody here that has received the Holy Ghost and said, Oh, I really didn't think that was going to happen. They wanted the Holy Ghost. They desired the Holy Ghost. They said, God, I need this, so change me. Do whatever it takes, but I want it. They expected to do it. They expected to receive it. However, expectation cannot just be when we need something, though it is good to need from God. We must have a mindset of expectancy for God at all times. We have to wake up Monday and Tuesday and expect God to take care of us. Expect God to provide for us. Expect God to give us wisdom. Expect God to give us the knowledge that we need to succeed, to do good in our jobs. And I can say things like, God is great. He is awesome. He can do anything. And everyone would agree. But the question is, do we expect Him to do what He is capable of? You would agree with me tonight that God's great. Am I right? You would agree with me that God is amazing, right? You would agree with me that God can do anything, right? But do we expect Him to do it? There's a difference. I've learned this. In, in March of this year, the very beginning of March, I was convicted. I've told my wife this. I talked talk to our young people about this. But I was convicted. And if you've never been convicted, you need to get a relationship with God. Because it does happen. And, and I was convicted because in the month of January, in the month of February, we had zero young people filled with the Holy Ghost and zero young people baptized in Jesus' name. And I was convicted. I felt like the worst man on this planet. Because what was I doing? No young person received the Holy Ghost. No one. And God spoke to me, and He said, They didn't receive the Holy Ghost because you don't believe they can receive the Holy Ghost. Now, when God tells you something like that, well, I don't know about you, but I cried a lot. Because I thought, God, I've been in church my entire life. I've done some stupid stuff, but I'm still in church. I never left. I kept coming, and I, and I, and I gained wisdom and strength, and, you know, I'm here. And I don't believe somebody can get the Holy Ghost. He said, No, you don't. 
And I got on my face and I repented before God. And I said, God, I'm so sorry that I, of my unbelief. Forgive me of unbelief. God, I don't, want this to, I don't want this to be the norm. I want to believe young people can receive the Holy Ghost. And I, I had prayed. That was, um, I think that was a Friday night. And uh, me and my wife had had a conversation on Saturday night. And then on Sunday night, we were here. And Ben White, Ben, raise your hand. Ben was, ben was here. And he was standing right over here, and he said, hey, I want to get baptized. And I said, Ben, I said, you want to get baptized? I said, did I not? I said, but you can receive the Holy Ghost. And he said, really? And I said, yeah. I said, do you want to receive the Holy Ghost? And Ben said, yeah, I want to receive the Holy Ghost. And, and there was something different because I knew God could give him the Holy Ghost, but I expected God to give him the Holy Ghost. And as soon as I began to pray for that young man, he began to speak in tongues. He lifted his hands up. We began to pray, and God unlocked his heart, and he received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he got baptized in Jesus' name. There was an expectation of greatness. There's, God is capable of everything, but we have to expect him to do these things. We have to expect that to take place. Following that, that same week, three, young, three more young people received the Holy Ghost. Three got baptized. In April, we've had two already get the Holy Ghost. We've had, uh, I think, one get baptized already. And, and so there have been many young people since this port where God just began to do it because of expectation. You have to expect. Matthew 8.10 says, When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Matthew 8:26 and he said saith unto them why are ye fearful o ye of little faith then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea and there was a great calm Matthew 9:2 and behold they brought to him a man sick of the palsy lying on bed and Jesus seeing their faith said unto the sick of the palsy son be of good cheer thy sins be forgiven thee Matthew 9:22 but Jesus turned him about and when he saw her he said daughter be of good comfort thy faith hath made thee whole Matthew 9:29 then touched he their eyes saying according to your faith be it unto you Matthew 15:28 then Jesus answered and said unto her O woman great is thy faith be it unto thee even as thou wilt and her daughter was made whole from that very hour Matthew 23:23 Woe unto you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites for ye pay tithe of mint and something else and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters Now listen weightier matters of the law judgment mercy and faith These ought ye have done and not to leave the other undone Acts 6:5 and he and the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. Now I'm going to stop right there. We receive the Holy Ghost, but it is not enough just to receive the Holy Ghost. We must have faith, full of faith, full of faith, full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost, full of faith. And, and then the next scripture, uh, Acts six seven, says. Um, and the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Oh, Acts 6, 8. I'm sorry, this is where it is. And Stephen, full of faith and power. Wait a second. It repeated it twice. Remember in the Bible when it says you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and receive what? 
power. You're going to receive power. Now it said he was full of the Holy Ghost and faith. And now it says he's full of faith and power. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. If you want to see the miraculous, if you want to see God move in ways that are unexplainable in your life, young people, if you want to see people at your school repent in the gymnasium, if you want to see people that are, that are hurt and you pray for them and you want to see them completely made whole and God give them the Holy Ghost, if you want to see miracles, signs, wonders, if these are the things, you don't seek after that, but you seek after faith. And when you receive faith and when you receive that in your spirit, it all of a sudden begins to flow out of you. And as it flows out of you, your expectation grows because you have faith in God. Not only do you know He can do it, but you believe that He can do it. Acts, t- Acts eleven twenty four, For He was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith. There it is again. Acts twenty six eighteen To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Romans 1.17, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith. I, I hope you've made the connection. If you want to have expectation, you must have faith. Your faith builds your expectation for what God is going to do. And if you're going to come to church, and if you're going to receive anything from God, then you must expect Him to give it to you. What we can get from these scriptures is that it was the faith of the people that made them whole. God can do anything, but every time He heals, every time He delivers, He sets people free, it is because they have the faith that He can do that. They believe without evidence. It is born out of a pure desire for God to do something in their life. Whenever you have seen the mightiest moves in God, when was it? Was it, was it not when you were seeking Him at an altar? Was it not when you were on your face praying? Was it not when the mightiest things happened? Was it not when you said, God, I need you more than I need this other stuff? The greatest things in life happen when we were on our face and we were asking God for these things. And we say, God, I need this. God, I want this. God, I need you to do this. It's with this. It's, I'm not capable of it, but you are. You're the one that's capable. And since your spirit is in me... Since your spirit is in me, then release that faith. Let me believe that you can do this. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. And so then you couple this. You couple your expectation with potential. Every person in this room has potential. You have potential to be anything that you want to be. Potential, the definition. Possible as opposed to actual. It's possible might not be actual. Brother Williams has the potential to be real buff. Possible, but not actual. (laughs) Capable of being or becoming or expressing possibility. It is an ability that may or may not be developed. Think about this. Potential. It is an ability that may or may not be developed. It's possible. Nathaniel, it's possible that you could be a man of God. It's possible. It may or may not be developed. That is where you come into play. 
Every man, woman, and child have potential. There are different grades of potential, but when we come into the presence of God and we receive the Holy Ghost, our potential increases because it is now not just based off of our own abilities, but based off of, based off of God's Spirit. I'm speaking in tongues there, just so you know. Just kidding. It is based off of God's Spirit. When you base something off God's abilities and, God, and what God has, your potential then increases. Because us and ourselves, we might have natural talent. We might be able, I can play the drums and guitar. I'm not very good at it, but I can do it. I have potential to do that. But whenever I get anointed and God starts to use me in those things, those things start to develop in me. I like to play basketball. I enjoy it. I had the potential to play basketball. I remember when I was a little kid and I would dribble and I would take the ball like this, right? Hey, can I see that Nerf football? I would dribble like this like this, and to get it in between my legs, I would go. He's coveting. But I had the, I had the potential. What? Interception. I had the potential to do it, but I wasn't very good at it. You know what I mean? But now I can walk and dribble the ball in between both legs without any problems. I can do it backwards. Huh? I can chew gum while I'm doing it. Yes. So there's potential, and we have this. But whenever potential is just potential unless we develop it. We have to develop this. And young people, I'm really talking to you tonight. You have potential to sing. You have potential to praise. You have potential to be ministers. You have a, a potential to be a teacher, a pastor, an apostle. You have a, a potential to be an evangelist. You have a potential to be a senator, a governor, a president. You have that potential. You guys are laughing. Jessica could be the president of the United States. She can make speech as well. And so... And so we have this potential within us, but without development of that potential, without a desire to see that grow, the potential can or cannot happen. Okay? An ability that may or may not be developed. That is the actual definition of potential. And so potential, it's like potential energy. How many, how many of you guys are used of hearing the potential energy crisis? You guys have talked about this. You know, there's a lot of potential energy out there. Um, there are many things out there right now that could fuel vehicles. There are potentials, things that could happen. I read an article the other day about algae, the stuff that grows on ponds, actually being able to fuel a vehicle. They developed it. They actually grew the algae. They, they, they did all this, and then they, got, they had to somehow take an oil that was out of that algae, and that oil then would develop or fuel a car. That's pretty cool. Algae has the potential to fuel a vehicle. <laughs> That's pretty neat. I mean, algae. Nobody likes algae. It just gets in the way when you fish. Am I right? It just gets in the way when you fish. Yeah. That's right. The reason I got that name, I want you guys to know it, Brother Seabass, <laughs> is because I caught a 13-pound 13, 13 bass. Just kidding. That he was with me. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, okay, okay. The reason I got that name was some comedy night. Some guy I have no idea who he was. 
decided to call me that, and ever since then, they've just continued to do that. So, all right. So potential. There's no difference in the way God develops you. And, and this is where potential must meet expectation. Potential has to meet expectation. The two, when they are combined, are combustive. They're combustive. It's like an atom bomb. Protons, neutrons come together. What happens? Bye-bye, Japan. See you later. Sayonara. Okay? It's, it's potential and expectation when they meet each other. And so I, I know I'm having fun tonight, and I'm going to do one more example, but then I'm going to get to the point. Okay, that'll work. That'll work. Give me that. All right, I need two volunteers. Okay. Um, Nathaniel, come up here. Uh, Brianna, come up here. Okay. All right. Nathaniel, you get the paper. Did you stand over here? Brianna, you get the samurai sword. Okay. Now. Brianna has the potential to cut. You can tell this is youth service. <clears throat> okay, hold on. All right. I really, I'm not going to let you cut that. That's not, yeah. But you have the potential to cut it. What I was really going to say is I want you to stand over here. And I need you to stand right here. Now, each of them has a weapon in their hand. One creates paper cuts. The other creates larger cuts. And both of them have the potential to hurt me right now. Brianna might. She has the potential. No, Connie, you can't have that. That's why I didn't pick you. But Brianna has the potential right now that she could do some damage to me, couldn't she? I mean, that thing... That thing's a deadly weapon. The problem is, is Brianna really isn't trained in how to use one of those things. I mean, huh? Are you trained? That's what I thought. You're holding it wrong anyway, so that's how I know you. Oh, you're displaying. Vanna White, everybody, Vanna White. And so, and so Brianna has the potential to use this. The problem is that she's not trained in how to use this machete. She, she has no idea how to really properly use this. Okay. Now, if I were to take this and put this in the hands of, of Brother Williams, on the other hand, Brother Williams, <laughs> Brother Williams has the potential <laughs> to use that. See that? Look how he's holding it. He, he, I mean, he's, he's, he could throw it at me. He could, he could hit me right here. He really could. And so he has the potential to use that. The problem is, is that I'm not stupid enough to be by him. And so the point is, and, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and so the point is, is Nathaniel here, do you know how to make paper cuts on people? Not really, but you could with that. So if he practiced at this, he would be good at it. He could walk up to anybody, just be like, what are you doing? Trying to paper cut you. Come on. 
I get you? I'm not good at it either, see? All right, you guys can sit down. So, potential, if you ever watch Conan the Barbarian, he's right? You know, he's got, he knows how to work the sword and do all that fun stuff. And so potential is only as good as what your development or your knowledge is, young people. You and yourself have potential, but are you going to ever use that potential? Are you ever going to make something out of what you have in your heart? Are you ever going to expect God to do great things? Are you or are you not? You can live a dormant life. You can come to church. You can, you can be like the Pharisees and pay the tithe of the mint and the cumin and all that fun stuff and think that that's okay. But what did he say to the Pharisees? He said, you're hypocrites because you're forgetting there's, there's, more, there's more laws. There's things that are more important, greater, faith. And so the point is, is tonight you can go to a service and it can be regular. Or can you have faith or expectancy that God can do great things? There was an expectancy from young people when they, when they got around other young people and began to pray for them. I seen, and I'm going to pick on you, Missy. Last week, I seen Missy down here at the altar. And there was, there was a whole bunch of young people around Missy. And what were they doing? They were praying for her. And what did they do? They expected Missy to get something from God. And so they were, they were exercising their faith, exercising the expectancy. And so you have to exercise your faith. You'll never get strong if you don't lift weights. You'll never be used of God if you don't try to be used of God. You'll never, you'll never get there. Potential and expectancy at some point have to meet. At some point, they have to meet. And that's what I'm really talking about tonight. There's, I want to tell you a story. It's about Michael Jordan. And uh, he's, he's my favorite basketball player, always will be. He's probably the greatest basketball player on the face of the earth and probably still is. I, I don't know if anybody has ever, ever met the same um, passion that he had for the game. But I, I, was, I looked up a biography of him and I was reading it and it said this. It said, as a child, Michael Jordan always wanted to play with the big boys. He was always striving to be better. Jordan's parents, unlike Tiger Woods' father, never pushed him to be a great basketball player. They pushed him to be a good person and believe in where he came from and who he was. Rather than trying to create a superstar, Miss Jordan and her husband wanted to rear children with strong moral character, confidence, high self-esteem, and who would feel that they could accomplish whatever goals they set. To give those values to your children doesn't cost a dime, she says. Those are the characteristics and gifts that money cannot buy. And what did Michael Jordan, because, because he was geared in a way to have confidence of who he was, to, to have a moral character, to have high self-esteem, and to accomplish things, because of that he can still be tagged the greatest basketball player ever to live the greatest. And you might think, well, what does that mean? Well, the guy's richer than all of us combined. That's what that means. He's also a good businessman. He was a spokesperson for different people. And it is because of one statement that, that made this story real to me. It said that he was always striving to be better. 
it is that it is that strive that God has put in us that we must connect with an expectation of being great. I can't settle for just being normal. I can't settle for just coming to church. I can't settle for just being here. But if I'm going to come here, I'm going to do it with all my heart. I'm going to do it with all my life. I'm dedicated to this. I'm consecrated to this. This is something that I want. And you're left. If you are between the ages of 12 and 25 today, I'm talking to you. You're left with with a choice to make tonight. And that is, what are you going to expect from God in your life? Are you going to expect just a career? Or are you going to expect to be like Paul? Or to be like Peter? Or to be like Jesus? To do these things and to see great and mighty miracles happen. Do you know Paul and Peter and all of these people were nobodies in their day? They, people didn't go, oh, check it out, it's Paul. Check it out, it's Peter. A couple times they did once they, became, once they started demonstrating the Holy Ghost. But before that, they, they weren't anything. They weren't anybody. It was by their faith that made them the expectation of God to do something in their life. An expectation met potential. Paul had the potential when he was Saul to be a great man of God. He had the potential, but guess what? He was killing Christians instead. Saul had that potential, but it wasn't until he, until he had an encounter with God that something happened to him. And you young people have had encounter with God after encounter with God after encounter with God. You have been at this altar time and time again. You're here, and God's talking to you. He's calling you. When is your expectation going to meet your potential? When are you going to become serious about this and think about God before you ever get here? To think in the prayer room, God, I want you to do something great tonight. I don't even care what it is, God, but do something great. Expectation must meet potential. And when it does, it will combust and explode. I'll tell a story. There was... Um, this is from Madisonville, Kentucky. And if you guys know Madisonville, every year they host a conference where Brother Stone King comes. Brother Stone King works and operates in the gift of faith. He's somebody that I look to. And when I say, I say, you know, he goes in with an expectation that God can do anything. And he believes it. He believes it with all of his heart. He's seen it. He's seen limbs come, people with cut off legs and limbs just grow right out of them. He's seen that. He, they've seen that in China. I was there when he told the story. He's seen that. He's seen blinded eyes open. He was dead, and they prayed Lee Stone King back to life. There was faith, faith in, in the, the people that surround him. They expected. And so every year in Madison, he comes there, and this is one of the testimonies that they had. It said, the past year in Madison, Kentucky, uh, was my wife's first time being able to come to the camp meeting. With great expectancy, these are their words, I did not change any of these words, I want you to know that. With great expectancy, we came to camp meeting this year, expecting a miracle to be performed on her eyes. Last October, it's Rosalind had developed an eye condition called multifocal choroiditis, which is simply inflammation in the retina of the eye, resulting in scarring of that retina. And since October of last year, Rosalind was not able to perform any kind of a job. She could not see our pastor preaching even while sitting on the front row, let alone the numbers on the radio in our car. We had to get special equipment for her to complete her coursework for college. The counselors at our local college advised advised us that Rosalind might as well practice being blind. 
In the meantime, we had seen numerous doctors and specialists, um, even also visiting the Cleveland Mayo Clinic, which is one of the best in the nation. All of them said that there was no cure and nothing that they could do. Since Madisonville in August, things suddenly started to become clearer for her. She began to notice that she was able to not only start seeing numbers on her car clock, but she even found herself starting to read magazines and newspapers. Those large black spots that were prevailing in her scene, she began to see through them. Jesus was truly performing another wonderful miracle. Within the past two weeks, we went to see if she could get her driver's license, and she passed both vision tests. And today, she passed all the driving tests, awarding her with a driver's license. There... Expectation. And I know we're not, we don't know who this lady is, and I, but this happened. And, and this was a good testimony to what I'm trying to say tonight. Um, it says, there is absolutely nothing like our Jesus. The impossible realm surely is the area that Jesus loves to work in. Our pastor had us both get up during a Sunday night service last week, and my wife gave her testimony as well as myself. And faith built so high in the congregation that five people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and one was baptized in the blessed name of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you the combustion that happens between when your expectation meets your potential is there is a faith that builds in the church that cannot be stopped. There's a faith that builds in the church that is so combustive that there will be people literally flocking into this church to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. At some point, somebody has got to get on fire. At some point, somebody has got to say, God, you are worth it more than anything else. You are worth it. And tonight, that's what I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask if somebody, some young person in this congregation tonight, if you're, if you're above the age of 25, just pick an age below it and you become young again. And if, you're, if you are here tonight, I want to know, does somebody want to receive, does somebody want to receive an expectation from God? Something that be developed in you that will not keep you where you're at today. Young people raising their hand. If you want that, if you want God to do something in your life, if you want God to build something and develop the potential that's in you, I want you to come up here to the front right now. If you want it, if you want the potential in your life to be developed, There's a spirit of faith that's moving in here right now. If you can focus on God for the next little bit, God will build faith in you. You'll see what I'm talking about. It's something that happens to you that is I can't explain to you. But He will change your perspective. Right now I'm asking you, if you want this. I want you to lift your hands to God. I want you to lift your hands to God and I want you to expect Him to give it to you. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray 
that expectation and faith, God, will be loose. The potential that our young people have right now, the potential that are in these young people, I pray, right now can begin to develop God. Develop into the men and women of God that you've called them to be. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that faith be loosed in this house. Because you are Alpha and you are Omega. You are the beginning and you are the ending. You are the, the first and the last. God, you are everything to us, Jesus. God, I pray now in the name of Jesus. That faith be loosed. Faith be loosed. Faith be loosed. Every person in this place has a choice right now. You can either just sit there and expect nothing to happen. Or you can say, God, I expect a miracle to take place right now. God, I expect you to do something amazing right now. And if you will believe tonight, if you will believe for God to do that, He will do it. He will do it right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. With our hearts, with our hearts, let's cry out. With our hearts, let's give God praise in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. All over the congregation, if we could join in and worship, join in and give God what He deserves right now. As we begin to do this, do this, there is going to be a level of faith that comes in. It is going to be an amazing feeling right now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> 